Hey everybody, thanks for sticking with us all through book one, Fires of Creation. This is the penultimate episode of that book, so we've got one more coming in next week, and then we will be moving on to book two, The Lords of Rust. So that is very exciting, and once again, thank all of you for coming along for the ride. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that we are starting another giveaway. These are going to be for our shiny, shiny, shiny stickers that we just debuted. Uh, we just had them printed up. There is a Goonicorn. There is a Plant Friend. There is, of course, Kingsley the Scorpion. And then we have Dr. Agon from Space, the uh, space dragon who gives you drugs in order to enter that contest what we need you to do is write up a review for pot against the machine on any podcast service of your choice think uh apple podcast podcast addict pod chaser anything like that and just let us know uh that you've done it send us like a screenshot on twitter or on discord or via email all of the ways to contact us are in the show notes and uh once you've done that you will be entered we will have two winners each of whom will get the complete set of stickers uh they are very shiny and we're pretty excited about them and you'll be amongst the very first people to ever get your hands on them uh reviews are really one of the most important ways for a small podcast like ours to start to expand and uh, get more ears on uh, what we're doing which is really exciting and of course i words super good but anyways the point is do a review in the next uh 10 days and we will announce the winners um when the first episode of book two comes out so basically the contest is running from august 11th through august 21st you got a little bit more than a week to get it in and we will let you know the winner uh when book two episode one comes out on august 25th thanks for listening everybody here is the second to last episode of fires of creation this is pot against the machine Welcome to Pot Against the Machine, the only podcast that'll dump a bag of androids in your lap like it's the third most important thing to happen at today's staff meeting. I'm your host, and here is everybody. Hello. 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 Hey. We got three hellos, and just Izzy waving. No, no. Zach cut my hello off. And because Jeff seems to think that the clap doesn't matter... There's another way to phrase that. We'll fix it in post. No, uh, that's the episode title now. <laughs> well, now it's gone. I have no argument. So I guess no one gets any hellos, and and I'm going to just gradually trail. Classic. So 33, the clap doesn't matter. I thought we were harmonizing hellos. Is the, I just. I did I, come in at a minor third, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I wanted to set the tone for the the episode slightly verboding and the pot against the machine where the hellos are made up and the claps don't matter (laughs) let's see where were we last time 
Oh, yeah. Um, our heroes had decided to forego whatever remains under the mountain and never go back under there again. Uh, come back out and find that the torch was indeed lit. Everyone was super happy. We had some joyful reunions and hugging and um, rounds of applause. And then we went straight to a town council meeting um, to discuss the idea that a god might be coming to crush the town. No big. And also, you know, to get some money and talk to Meanda, who was not helpful. Not really helpful at all. So I believe we're still in that meeting. Things have sort of wound down. The, the conversation kind of came to a logical end. But that's where we are. I wouldn't say not helpful, because we did definitely get the location of where to head in Scrample, the Scrapmasters Arena, which uh, immediately gets all of us hyped to get like matching biker jackets. Let's say V like VC number four on the back, mm-hmm. and we're just but in Roman up. numerals. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. love it! Yeah. Love mm-hmm. it. Uh, so it's VCIV. Like, yeah, like people it. are like VCIV. <laughs> also, C is also a Roman numeral. Oh, that's true. <laughs> As is, yeah. So that whole thing so is just ninety-five plus four ninety-nine. Take my idea. Five hundred. Yeah, five, mm, that's you not broke my brain. <laughs> We could get matching tats, though. Very down. We 20% off those tats, Sam? No, no no more discounts. You've clearly abused your discount privileges, and the town is taking them away. By saving the town, do you mean? By, by, by saving the town, we abuse the privileges? I just wanted to clarify for listeners. Well, just mostly, you know, you ran out the top businessman in town, and you took all the money from the town council, so, you know... No big deal. They just can't afford to pay anymore. Can't afford to give you any more discounts. I just hope they can afford to pay the invoice. We'll be sending them <laughs> later for some of the materials. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I'd like to think there's some secret B plot where, like, we don't see that Dolga's been saving up for this bag of holding, and the only reason we were able to buy the only one before she could is because we got the discount, and now she's just seething. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming for you. I mean, her icon does look mad. Yeah. She is glaring She's at us on roll 20 right now. I'm going to say that's, yeah. Well, when one of us inevitably dies, she can just fill in that fourth spot. I, think one, I have dibs on her being my backup character. I would like to de-dib your dibs. Oh, snap. It's a dib off. <laughs> backup character is a scroll of resurrection sandville. <laughs> Thank you very much for the generous healing. As much as I'm eager to secure the town's safety by returning under the mountain, perhaps it'd be wise to alleviate ourselves of some of this inventory excess we've acquired and stock up on anything we need so that once we're fully rested tomorrow, we can be our most effective. Well, that sounds like a a good idea to me. Uh, We won't hold you any longer, I suppose, and we can bring the prisoner down to... Town Hall, uh, I believe we'll be able to improvise something. You don't have a prison in this town, even something for drunks overnight? They just throw them into the torch. (laughs) 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 One strike, you're out. Uh, We have had occasion to hold on (laughs) to the occasional rowdy um, drunk, as you say, um, from time to time, but usually no more than a locked door is required. 
I think we might need something a little bit hardier for our friend here. Yes, don't forget that she's one of these android things. She's, well, you can see her just looking at her. She's not human. We don't know what she can do even without her holy symbol. And we still don't know for sure that her power really came from that symbol. We only have her word. Do you need help transporting her to wherever? Um, Dolga slings the trusty adamantine warhammer over her shoulder and says, I I believe I can handle it. Mayanda's sort of just shooting the hate rays at everybody. Oof, is that against touch? (laughs) (laughs) You were right. It wasn't a holy symbol. (laughs) With the force of hate. We had her hidden within the bag of holding on the way here. Only those of us in this building know she's even in town at all. It may be a good idea to keep her out of sight while transporting her. Agreed, especially since Garmin is still unaccounted for, as is Nick Shariel. We don't know for certain that they won't return to town and attempt to extricate her. As seasoned professionals of furtively moving goods about the town, just throw a blanket over her. It should be fine. It just confuses everybody who lives here, apparently. <laughs> Kira's already going through the <laughs> Kira's already going through the bag of holding to uh to recover the DFB with other purposes now. We can just put her in this and then put her back in the bag. It's a really nice blanket. I can't honestly, she shouldn't even be able to use it because of how she's not dead or my friend. A single robotic tear drips down. <laughs> Little known fact, everyone in Torch is actually like a two-year-old, so you just put it out of sight and it's gone. Object well, they have no object permanence. <laughs> yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa! Turns out that being close to the Torch for all these years has really affected their long-term memory. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's like the end of the whole mess. Very good story. <laughs> so are we transporting? Just shove her in a bag. Yeah, I guess we could put her back in the bag of holding and go with Dolga to wherever they're going to hold her. Just to make sure no one knows she's... Because, like, I worry about invisible Garmin, and I also worry about, like, people in town saying, oh, yeah, no, they caught some weird-looking lady with glowy tattoos and half her head shaved and like just it turning into rumor and then if someone does come they're gonna know we have her yeah as an aside i'm definitely interested to see what the long-term plan is because she doesn't really seem to be very helpful no at all even when like chemically induced to be so so like i don't really know how long they're gonna be able to keep her in some weird like i don't know holding pen or whatever in the basement do Androids need to eat? Can they just, like, brick her in somewhere? <laughs> like, that sounds awful, but... Ask of a Montiato. I was going to push Sam. Jack. Zach. Ah, the last one there. many one-syllable names. I believe that they do still eat. They don't need to sleep. Oh, nice. So she can try to escape 24 hours a day. Just give her a ring of sustenance, begrudgingly. And then, yeah, brick her in. Seems like the humane thing to do. 
You manish. I wonder if when we go back under the torch, if in the crew quarters there's like a brig or anything that would have like some kind of like sci-fi jail. I wouldn't want to put her back under that hill though. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she's interested in doing. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down to do some prisoner transport and then some shopping, you know, normal day for the VC4. A little brunch, you know. <laughs> all right, and after you... um Stuff may end up back in the bag, which <laughs> yeah, she definitely she puts up a struggle. <laughs> but yeah, nope, but stop it. <laughs> she's pretty thoroughly bound, so there's not a whole lot she can do. Um, but before you leave, um, Willow's gonna approach you, Kira. After you're all finished with your business, would you like to come home? Uh, we can we can start with a dinner. Um, Perhaps tomorrow. All four of you. Kira's nodding before she's done talking, and then when she gets the all four of you part, she, like, whips around, drops the bag of holding, and hopefully that doesn't just spill all the contents onto the floor, because that's going to be annoying. She's like, you guys can come over. It'll be so much fun. You can be my sisters and my brother and my my dad. It's going to be great. Um, Yes, we would like to come over, please, I think. Did Kira almost call Brixby her dog? almost called her dad her dog as you do when you're an excited teenager well he's he's actually that pug race from pf2 <laughs> oh so cute yes you are you honor us with your offer of hospitality um carol will look back at her mom and be like i know that i made things really hard before i left and then maybe again when i left but i promise it won't be like that this time. I'm going to fix everything. The, the torch is already back, and I'll, I'll I'll work on the rest of it, and, and my friends will come over, and no one will get hurt, I promise. You don't have to worry about fixing anything. Your, your sisters will, will come around. It, it may take them a little bit of time, but don't worry about it. It, it wasn't your fault. Everything, none of this was, was your fault, obviously. We, we know who is to blame now, and you happen to have her in that bag of yours. It's a pretty convenient bag. She'll hug her mom and, um, I guess, head out. And um, I think Dolga will go with uh, a lot of you. I'll lead the way over to Town Hall. And she'll unlock the front door and then un- unlock a door that leads down into the musty basement that doesn't look like it gets a whole lot of use. Light up a, a lantern down there and shove some some boxes out of the way like i said we don't use this very often um generally speaking merely the the threat of a more kellid form of justice is enough to keep people in line in this town perhaps mr ulrith excluded but on occasion we have had to keep people down here and um she brings the lantern over to a sort of it basically looks like a, a big cedar closet. It's it's heavy wooden beams bolt anchored into the stone floor, um, and it's got like a really heavy door, and the whole thing goes floor to ceiling. It looks pretty solid. I'm just gonna do a real quick knowledge engineering to appease sort of the investigation of its solidity. Mm, words. Ooh, natural six, first roll of the evening. 
Uh, I mean, a total of a 15's not Garbo, but, you know, it could have been up to 14 points higher for those of you counting at home. And it seems like it'll do the job. Um, you haven't really seen anything from Meanda to indicate that she's super jacked or anything. Um, so <laughs> it'll probably keep her uh, under wraps at least for a while. Uh, as long as she doesn't have her magic, which she shouldn't without her holy symbol. Um, it's not a permanent prison cell, but it'll do for the time being. What do you think, Asher? Does it look like it'll hold her? Yes, I expect it will. Again, we don't know what to do, really, with her. Not that it's our decision to make long term, but for as long as she'll be contained here, I expect it to be more than sufficient. Well, uh, one can hope that we don't need to hold on to her for too long. Perhaps she'll come around, gain some sense. Uh, this is my first experience with an android, as as we've come to call her. Uh, but I don't know if she'll rehabilitate like any other normal person. She's a zealot, but she might be literally programmed to be. I'd like to believe there's something else in there, but... Hmm. Bix looks away from the cabinet. She seems very set in her convictions. I doubt that she will just throw away her mission here and agree to quietly leave town. But whatever you do eventually decide to do with her, that's unfortunately your problem. Well, perhaps if we can show her this god of hers is false, or something, I don't know. It's all just idle musing at this point. Uh, shall we introduce... the opposite happens. Shall we introduce her to her new home? Yes, and it, it may do her some good for the gear father and Father Radley to, to share their deity from time to time. She may find some wisdom, I suspect, more and... I, I couldn't guess whether her convictions will will hold true here with this Lord of Rust. Kira will reach and back back into the bag of holding, just sort of ruffle around in there for a second. And she'll bite you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, she's like really, really mean. Um, and then I don't even know how you pull an android out of a bag, uh, but probably like Mary. I'm gonna say like, a, like it's a Mary Poppins Ian thing, um, like when she does the broom or lampstand one of those tall items or a uh, string of scarves like, the sort of um, hand over hand action <laughs> yeah her down. Like, no more biting no um, reach back in the bag of holding for a bottle of water and just spritz <laughs> I will bite as much as I want to bite I can't stop you there. Exercise your free will. It's step in the right direction. The biting will cease when you accept Hellion as your one true god. I was too quick to offer encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bitings uh, will continue until morale improves. <laughs> I'm just going to roll her in there. 
All right, well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> Put it in the box. <laughs> this peace won't last. Enjoy your victory while you can. It is Pyrrhic in nature. So all we right. shop him? <laughs> and then we all just stare at her. <laughs> I think our lack of response is because the box is sound insulated, so we're all just kind of sitting there like, huh, okay. <laughs> Imagine we were all just staring a stare that entire time in real time. In case that gets truncated by accident, that was like four and a half minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just sitting there like the baseball scene from Naked Gun. Pyrrhic? (laughs) Then Google. Hmm. Pyrrhic. I think there's two R's and an H H. in there. (laughs) Right. Somewhere in there. You know what else has an H? Shopping. I was going to say shopping. (laughs) Yeah. Get in, loser. (laughs) We're going to go pay full price for stuff. Because we're heroes. Uh, and that's what heroes do. We stimulate the local economy. We <laughs> Capitalism was the real hero. Hero. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with that being the message nope. of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's too late now. You ruined it. <sighs> but yeah, we're beat up. It's brunch o'clock. Let's brunch go shopping. O'clock. Yeah, so much shopping. Did you want to... Are there any items that you're looking to buy that are um, outside of the the normal purchase limit for the town that you might have to roll on, or the? Uh, what is the town's purchase limit? Mm, well, that's I, a good question. The base value, um, which is actually the relevant number, is two thousand four hundred GP. So, are we looking for anything oh, that's okay. more expensive than that? So, the thing I want to get is two thousand. So that's under that. Yeah, mine's only one thousand. So that'll be good. And Sam, do you have a sense of how much um, flavor stickers cost? Um, flavor stickers, I think I'm willing to let you get for just a few copper. So I w- Excellent, great. I find for um, Kira, they're kind of like the wizard's like material components. They're negligible <laughs> cost kind of thing. A very little uh, encumbrance value. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay, great. Then Costs I'm the good. the exact amount it needs to... Uh zero your copper out so that you just have gold and silver. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about it. I just like to imagine now that you've got a pouch of craft components where you keep all of your glitter and <laughs> ribbons <laughs> and stickers. At some point it's it becomes like a fishing tackle box. <laughs> a projectile. Uh, an attack one, plus one craft but craft craft not craft spell. Yeah. Little known fact, Kira's not actually a blood rager because she does use the material components of stickers to cast spells. That's true. It's fair. It's a fair yeah, party it's a... class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vargas is getting an amulet of natural armor, which someone else in the party has because we found one at one point. I think Kira has it. Yeah. But he's going to grab one of those because you can't have a character in Pathfinder without that and the ring and the club. <laughs> That's true. It's in the like community use guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> I think they legally bar you from playing the game if you hit level 5 and don't have all that. 
Yeah, because we've been getting threatening uh, letters to the legal department about how you guys don't have enough big six items, and uh, they're going to shut us down. Uh, oh, man, <laughs> they work so hard down at legal. We, they really we honestly do. should send them something this Christmas. <laughs> and, and for anyone unfamiliar with Pathfinder or you know, just that term, the uh, the big six are like the magical items that pretty much scale the most, and every party needs to really look resistance, ring of protection, amulet of natural armor. Magic weapon, magic armor, and then some sort of uh, either belt or headband. Or headband, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, some sort of a tribute. But yeah, as, as Jeff said, it's built in. It's honestly generally accounted for in the strength of a party. Yeah. So it, it, is a, it is an interesting thing. It is also, you know, supremely unfun sometimes to spend <laughs> all of your money on that and not spend it on wacky stuff like robes of bones and whatnot. <laughs> I know that's the first thing that came to mind. None of us are evil. That we yeah, know. I'm buying this instead of those uh, <laughs> sleeves that let you turn your clothes into any other clothes. Oh, Rub yeah, with many garments. Many garments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what we could be getting if uh, we didn't have to have stuff so that I don't get killed in battle. No surprise to anybody. Brixby's blew his money on scrolls again. I won't go down all of them, but now that I have access to level two spells, some fun ones that are available. Um, the eroding ray, which is kind of like a scorching ray, but kind of affects constructs and disregards hardness and, and damage reduction, as well as protection from technology, which I actually never knew existed. Uh, protection from evil is a great low-level spell, but this will prevent mind control by technology for us, gang, which I didn't realize was an option until I saw this spell, so now <laughs> nice. it's on the table. Um, so, Crossing yeah, some things out. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently learned about this big six thing like four hours ago when Zach put it in the Discord, uh, which was helpful because I didn't know what I was going to get. So now I'm going to get a ring of protection and I have no fancy anything to go with that because apparently I don't need to. You just do it. You just get one. Yeah. You go to Fantasy Zales and you get a simple ring of protection. Oh, I was also thinking uh, Fantasy Pandora, of which there are only three left anywhere. Two in California and one in Numeria. Um, <laughs> and it's got like a giant really, uh, let's, I'm not going to say anything, actually, because we're still on air. It's a very nice ring, everyone. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Super good, yeah. It's got like uh, a yogurt charm on it. Is that what you're gonna say? Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> it's a scoop, so you can scoop the it's yogurt. Good. I was worried. I have to be honest because we were we're almost what an hour into recording, and no one had said anything about any dairy products. And I was like, "Is everyone okay? Maybe, maybe the guys are sick." But no, thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. It's the slow burn that keeps the listeners listening. Just like yogurt can fuel you throughout the day. So can these jokes continue to ferment throughout our podcast. Oh, God, why ferment? It's just part of our culture. Mm -hmm. Very active. (laughs) (sighs) Well, did Asher get anything of interest? He did. Uh, He did. He bought a, a very nice bandolier that I'm sure he'll find beneficial 
uh, and he yeah, and he'll also buy this kind of harnessy strap-looking item that he could, you know, affix his autographnel to and kind of just may come in handy for climbing and things like that. Apart from that, just uh, mundane ammo crafting materials, little maybe little adamantine scrap to craft with later. Yeah, and also uh, Asher will buy a wand of cure light wounds. Uh, yeah, you know, for for non potential con damage, healing, boring as it may be, uh, kind of old reliable. Um. So. If that's all you've got on the agenda for today, you can find yourselves a place to sleep for the night. Beds in Connor Bain's house. I was I was actually wondering if I could go back to where uh, Sandville was staying. Over at the boarding and house? See, mm-hmm, and see if he still has a room there. Okay. Um, yeah, he still um, has that same cottage in the back corner that he had before. Um, hmm. the real question is, I don't know. I just, I figured I could sleep inside and maybe just see if there's anything else in there that would be useful for us in the morning. All right. So now that Connor is back sort of in his right mind and the torch is back on, we talked about the foundry tavern, et cetera, reopening. Uh, Asher would probably, would, uh, would check out of the ever candle in, uh, and, move to stay at the foundry temporarily he's he's more than a little bit concerned that we both have garmin and nick Sherrill on the loose and potentially hopefully not but perhaps the technic league on their way also maybe a uh, a powerful demonic creature who fancies himself a deity coming to obliterate the town Asher just wants to kind of stay closer to the Banes and is also not forgotten that Sandville referred to Connor as untrustworthy and so being closer to that situation could uh, be useful so he's gonna uh, inquire about paying for a room in the actual tavern foundry not to be clear not the foundry foundry (laughs) or the residential foundry but the place of business and lodging foundry oh my god taking advantage of you yeah really asking a lot from connor just as he's slowly recovering to force him to come and wait on you hands and foot (laughs) inside the foundry i mean it would be easier if you were closer to where he was sleeping but i understand I mean, we have yet to meet all the NPCs that may work at the Foundry. I'm sure Sam has names and voices for all of them, but it was, <laughs> sure, it's been course. closed until now. <laughs> and now it's going to reopen, and we're going to get to meet all these nice people that Connor employs as part of his business. Not that he himself is the only employee and proprietor. All right. I think... Kira first thinks about going home and then immediately hesitates. Um, like, 
they've, you know, dropped off this body and <laughs> gone shopping. Uh, and I think it's almost sort of like a second nature sort of thing. She's like, all right, we'll see you later. Um, and takes all of her stuff and starts heading home and then stops thinking just a lot about the last couple of days and then like how very specifically your mom is like, yeah, maybe you can come by tomorrow, which I as an adult know that does not mean please don't come over here tonight. But <laughs> Kira as a neurotic teen, I don't know that she, she's like, so she just like stops where she is and is sort of, I, sh- I should give them time. That's what she said. They they need time and and it, it would be safer for me to stay you know, with Val. So, um, hey, where? <laughs> uh, and like turn back to greet everybody else. Like, okay, so I guess we're all heading down to, to the foundry. Foundry, foundry one or three, whichever one is the house. Everyone is giving me nods, listeners at home, especially Jeff. Jeff is on board. No, I'm hoping that... Nope, that, that's a lie. I'm hoping that now that Connor is back to his wizarding prowess, he's got like a wall of force around his building, and it's like, <laughs> we live here. You don't. And it's the whole, like, Gandalf storm cloud, like, do not tempt me! With the ring situation, <laughs> and we're like, you know what? You're right. We'll uh, sleep at the Foundry Tavern. Good day, sir. Fine. Let's get two rooms at the boring, lame tavern where they're gonna have to make the beds in the morning, and be really resentful. Would they be resentful about us being a paying customer, though? Would oh, they? We're paying. I'm paying. Asher's paying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, if Asher pays, Kira will have to pay. Resentfully. Yeah, I think they're going to charge you the the high, high price of, um, let's call it five copper a night. I have no idea how the Pathfinder economy works in this way, but the idea is basically that they would be charging you a low rate. But money is very wonky in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know no one has been able to make money for a week, but is like five cents okay? <laughs> Yeah. Every <laughs> fantasy universe is wonky because, like, in the real-life Middle Ages, like, a gold coin was, like, two months' salary. And in every fantasy game, they hand those out like candy. Well, that's the secret. Some of them literally are candy. Oh, snap. <laughs> Hanukkah gelt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as far as Sandville's Cottage goes, um, if Brixby heads over there... Um, on, is he heading over there on his own? Sort of wouldn't. I think once we've all just sort of done that, okay, like Asher's gonna go back to the Evercandle to get his stuff. Like, um, Vargas is going back to the Chapel of the Wanderer. Yeah, no, he's still staying at the chapel. <laughs> totally. So whenever Vargas leaves, I think, like, yeah. you know, Bricks will turn to the group and say, Look, yeah, um, I'd love to stay in uh, whatever building you're referring to of the compound here, but I uh, feel there are a bunch of unanswered questions about our friend Sandville. Um, I'd uh, like to go back and check out his quarters this evening, see if I can answer any. Looks down at the ground, like... Why? Just why? You know? 
I need to get back before too late, or I worry that Father Radley will give uh, my lodgings to someone else. He seemed rather hesitant about me continuing to stay there when we came out of the water this morning. Um, yeah, so as Brixby goes into Sandville's little cottage, uh, the smell definitely lingers, but most of his stuff has been cleared out, and there's definitely uh, like empty jars here and there, and like crumbled up uh, plant matter on various surfaces, and maybe um, maybe a jar or two of the sort of swirling uh, bizarre oily sort of liquid uh, left behind. But it looks like he packed up uh, what he had, and either he didn't intend to come back after he left in the morning, or um, he dropped it all off somewhere else for safekeeping. And, I mean, I understand. Like, he's also he's a traveling salesperson. Like, I don't expect him to leave a bunch of stuff. I was just kind of hoping that maybe there was something in there, like a note that's like, why I did it by Sandville Tret. <laughs> but um, it's fine. If they haven't already impounded his car, I'll toss that a little bit too. Um, maybe take a little joyride in the trunk for uh, old time's sake. Um, if you want to um, roll a perception check to kind of search um, Sandville's digs slash his, um, try to figure out where his cart is if it's around. Alrighty, I roll a 12 for a 21, unless it's a high-tech or mechanical cart. <laughs> it's not a high-tech or mechanical cart. Um, being a Buick That is not Sabre, true at all. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's about <laughs> high tech and classic as you get. Excuse you. The windows are duct-taped up because the little actuator <laughs> arm broke and they were just falling down. Um, but I think going through it, um, you do find, like scraps of paper where he scribbled like things like you know captain sandville tret or like a, a crumpled up beginning of a a note that says like uh commander garton we found um but then like all scribbled out and crumpled up and uh, <laughs> just combination of the two sandville garton <laughs> garton <laughs> tret <laughs> captain <laughs> Inside a heart with like an arrow. <laughs> Will you come raid this small town with me? Check yes or yes. <laughs> and, yeah, and he has like, um, you know, drawings, maps of uh, Torch, and he has like little, like clearly not an artist renditions of like what the ruin under the hill might look like. Just sort of like he drew an outline of the hill and then drew like a little like metal pyramid underneath. Like with little robots in it, <laughs> like basically you find like a bunch of theory crafting that he like crumpled up and threw away. Um, you find uh, amongst these it's an angry stick figure with uh, badly drawn braids and a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, the occasional reference to somebody named Paldris Gray, in addition to um, Gartone himself and. Um, not a whole lot else. Definitely no, like, manifesto or anything. All right. Um, I think, uh, you know, before Bricks 
settles in and, and does some of his studying. He'll just lay on Sandville's bed gently as to not disturb any potentially latent substances. And then, speaking of which, pick up one of those jars and just swirl it in front of his face and stare. Um, the contents of the jar and the colors inside are just constantly changing. Even when the liquid comes to rest, it still has this sort of oily, undulating quality to it. The sort of rainbow runs through the black liquid. Back at the foundry, a um, young Khaled man is there to greet you. He seems to be sort of setting things up. He's got the door propped open uh, for when you come back. And he goes like, ah, hello. Hey there. My friend says we have to pay to stay here. <laughs> um, he sort of looks around and he goes, uh, uh, that's usually how it works uh, with, with an inn. Um, I can see if we can comp- get you a comp room. I know no, no, no. You guys are the, the very capable four, but... And we are very capable of paying, as is, as you said... The standard way of doing business here on Galarian. Well met, sir. What uh, what may I call you? Can you ah. hold our towels into animals? <laughs> uh, my name is Dron. I uh, I don't know how to fold towels into animals. Um, maybe, maybe Val knows. Maybe she can do that tomorrow. Um, they are probably towels, though. It's been a while since I've been in. They kind of just came and got me um but um yeah we can get your rooms and uh sorry we've been closed for a bit so relearning this as we go but yeah uh five copper for the night um sound good we can make you a dinner too the other foundry had towels yes thank you that's a very agreeable price all right perfect and i will find towels i promise there will definitely be towels. Several. And uh, he will um, grab some keys from behind the bar and give you each a key to one of the rooms upstairs, which doesn't have a map. So don't look for it, because it's not there. It's okay. We'll wait while you <laughs> draw one in real time on RPG Maker. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else for that day, it is now morning. It is officially morning. The 14th of Eridus, which makes it one week. It's fire day again. It is one week after we started the adventure. And everybody's up in the morning. Right? Or are we all sleeping late? Bare naked ladies, one week place. <laughs> we all wake up, simultaneously hit the alarm clock. Sorry for putting that in everyone's head. It happens. Resisting the uh, urge to really sing too. it in character. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't resist. Yeah. Lean in. Vargas's <laughs> alarm actually plays "Pinch Me" instead. Oh, that's a good one. I do like that song. Uh, Kira's up early to there. work on <laughs> one week uh, friend anniversary cards for everyone. <laughs> sell those at the uh, fantasy Michaels. Oh, I mean. They sell, you know, blank cards. Uh, she wrote heartfelt messages on each of them that you all will be able to read privately and don't need to be spoken on air because that's uh, real live content that I already have in my head, so why share? Uh, but they are full of glitter, which is um, annoying. 
It's an extra cleaning fee for our room. <laughs> Thanks, Kira. <laughs> we could have avoided all of this if we had just stayed in the other house. Keep this going. Can't charge a cleaning fee when you're not <laughs> technically renting it. No one would clean the glitter if it was in their house. That's right. That's, that's just science. Yeah, I'd like to think that uh, because Brixby spent the night learning glitter dust, he was actually working with Kira in the morning to have each one be a blinding level two explosion <laughs> of, well, I can't help you with shield or anything, but blinding our teammates, yeah. Uh, but Brixby's gonna go back to the foundry to meet up with uh, the two that stayed there. Hey, Brix. Vargas will eventually do the same. So we get our water breathing. Sorry, that costs back. money now. Oh, <laughs> then fine. I'll just hold my breath. He'll still comp you the water breathing. I don't know why you need to go back under there, though. It seems like you wrapped everything up. Yes, well, it did feel like a transitional moment quite naturally. At the same time, we, out of concern and care for the town, want to be certain that there's nothing dangerous that might find its way to the surface. Sure, sure, quite understood. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of banter. <laughs> I'm out of banter for Kite at this point. Yeah. I'm saving my bants for uh, whoever is forced to give us free clerical spells in book two. Uh, you've gotten it all from me. <laughs> Bold of you to assume there's any clerics in the next book. Definitely won't be getting free healing from them. That's why Vargas is staying yeah. at the Temple of the Wanderer. And when we leave, we're just kidnapping Radley and taking him <laughs> with him us. Put him in the back. I, I like it in here. It, it's dark. <laughs> See, that's the thing. We blackmail him because I've been sleeping there every night. And I know what kind of horrible stuff he's doing with those bodies. Oh, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know and why I'm I did that. <laughs> That's not no. getting cut out. Rated yep. X episode. Yep. Ooh, it's great when something that would be a blooper just is too good to stick on the end of something. So, in fact, we're just going to put that as the intro. That's, that's, you don't need to come up with one for this episode. <laughs> You've got it right there. Oh, boy. It's a montage. All right. So, uh, where are you heading in the uh, ship? Um, so, we had previously discussed this. Um, Surprise to everyone outside of the pub. We do talk to each other outside of game time sometimes. False. Um, it's yeah. all swears. Yeah. Um, we still fly on separate planes, but we, we do get together <laughs> and talk from time to time. Um, and we had discussed that the most salient threat at this point was probably the robots. Uh, we talked about going back down to check out the robots. We don't know. I mean, it's it's the closest to the, the generator. We, we just don't want the torch thing to happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, at this point, uh, and again, we can discuss this in character, all the other horrors that we've met down there, the, as we've called, leprosy pinatas, TMTM, um, blood gushers, blood aspect, whatnot, as well as plant friend. But these guys, they need a crushing, in my opinion. I don't know how other people feel, though. I think plant friend's fine to just loop him where he is. He ain't hurting anybody. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you mean the eldritch horror who... May or may not like possess people's brains and want to literally eat blood. It's fine where he is. 
Okay. Ah. Yeah, he can't open the door. Yeah, he doesn't like leaving. We tried to make him go outside. We he was like, sign. no. Okay, well, what if, track with me, he started off as this tiny, tiny soil sample, and now he's broken free as plant friend. If we don't put him out of his existence, he will grow larger than the ship can even contain him, destroying the torch, and he could be the BBEG. Yeah. All the more reason to leave him alone so Book Six has a plot. Vargas canonically taped a small paper sign to the door that says, Don't dead plant inside. It is actually on the map of that level of the thing. Problem is dealt with. No, no, you're forgetting that he is the problem. And he will continue to grow. And we should we should strike now before it's too I mean, late. What I'm getting from this, Jeff, is that you don't want book six to be a musical. Which is heartbreaking because I thought that you and I shared that. I want it to be a different musical. Keep paying to repot him. We already had um, Rick Moranis lined up, and he's very hard to get. He's mostly retired these days. Locked him down for two years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Given our track record with plants, I am confident we will find another plant that wants to murder us. Okay, so maybe we do the robots and then just check in on Plant Friend. Yeah, we have the robots. um, Actually, quickly before we descend to the uh, engineering level, do you guys just want to indulge? We don't have to, like, really go out. I just want to peek and gaze upon the other levels. Do you guys want to look at crew or docking and just see, you know, if there are any other endangered animals inexplicably hanging out outside of there? Sure. Just let the door open peek out and if it's you know a rubble filled hallway that we couldn't possibly explore then we know that's one less thing to to decide between for 22 minutes on air like we could just skip (laughs) that and go to the next thing (laughs) and then if the other one there's like a sumatran rhino or something sitting outside the door (laughs) we know what to do in that situation also all right cool so let's check out crew i'm feeling crew Let's, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna try to elevate her down to crew before we head to Robot Town. Then is the answer to your question, Sam. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So you hit the button for the um, crew level, and um, you get a buzzer noise, and it says Akatsa Biscarico Escuracin, which means error deck inaccessible. Mm. All right. Well, we'll try docking then. Akatsa Biscarico. Escaracine. Same thing. Deck inaccessible. Easy peasy. That made our choice very easy. (laughs) Secretly, there are not two more giant maps. (laughs) Open the roof of the elevator. We get the pickaxes out. (laughs) I'm like, that's a challenge, y'all. Inaccessible, you say? We end book one when we say we want to end book one. (laughs) We're going to go to town, get some scrolls of stone shape and or metal shape that's a thing now and just gonna roll some umd checks right, so i guess we're gonna go look for those robots then yeah. all right so if you then hop in the elevator and take it on down to the engineering level which you know works um, you'll find it much as you left it filled with dead bodies but if you, you loop around through the familiar hallways, um, 
the narrow one leading into the um, sort of break room that leads down into the large room which now has a dead gargoyle in it. That show leaves you at the door that heads over to the the southern side of the floor, which is where Patchy Blue told you the robots resided. So is that that so one right there? Yeah, this, this is the one we ion taped. Yeah. So we can take out the old zip stick. Anybody want to prepare anything before I open this door and get hit with a ready to action in the face? Yeah, sure, we're ready to lay on hands for Brixby. No. Uh. <laughs> Asher will ready an action to fire if upon opening the door uh, or after the door is opened me and my dog will launch a volley. No. Thank everybody, Winston. Winston, everybody. <laughs> Asher will ready an action to shoot. Uh, try to be faster to be able to have to edit it out. Ready an action to shoot. Gun. Gun. Bullet. <laughs> okay, so if he's going to ready to shoot, I'm not going to ready to do the thing I did in the gargoyle fight that would end up with me zooming into the room and getting shot in the back of the head by Asher. <laughs> so Vargas will just kind of stand towards the back with Kira. So I'm going to cast Mage Armor real quick, and then um, he'll, after doing that, turn to Kira and uh, start to make the spinning hand motion that he uh, gesticulated earlier for shield and go, shall we? If you were thinking of shielding. No. <laughs> but thanks. No, uh, Kira's riding high on the confidence of a new ring of protection. <laughs> Gonna be real annoyed if in two minutes uh, I get hit. But you know what? We'll have seen it coming. All right. Well, Bricksbow is shielded and made John right now. All right. You open in this door to reveal another door five feet behind it. He wasted a lot of... I mean, I guess it's a spaceship. Fine. Classic Androphan engineering. Oh, boy. So what do we see through that door, Sam? Uh, So (laughs) this room, as you open it up, you see a room buzzing and humming with the sounds of machinery. The long track of moving leather-like material rotates along a metal framework in the middle of the room. The eastern end of this device is connected to a looming metal machine fitted with thrashing and twitching armatures and blinking lights. Panels on the walls are flashing with androphic letters and images of metallic constructs. To the west, a second track of leather, this one smeared with blood, churns through an opening in the wall to the room beyond. The entire place has an air of entropy to it, with missing parts, flashing sparks, and periodic discordant sounds of metal scraping against metal, revealing how damaged the machinery in the room is. Now, two of the uh, multi-legged repair robots are dashing around the room from place to place, apparently desperately trying to repair these hopelessly damaged machines and just constantly working, and they do not seem to notice any of you at all. Do they look sad? Do they not look sad? Um, they look emotionless, like some kind of robot. You just said, you said frantically, and now I'm worried about They that. do look That's frantic, funny. which is weird. Emotionless. For what frantic. it's worth, they have purpose, though, which is more than any of us can hope for, huh? No, kidding. <laughs> kidding! Wow. <laughs> like Stingham Tantric, like Snickers. We're gonna save that for the Patreon nihilism <laughs> tier. So 34, the dark times. <laughs> uh, glorious purpose. Uh, so they don't recognize, they don't see us at all. 
Um, so I think Brixby kind of lowers his hands defensively and then turns to everyone and says, Should we try to sneak through? Well, at the very least, if they decide to attack, we'll know they're dangerous and should put them to sleep. So Vargas will say, if they do have ill intent against us, well, a small child was able to take one out in town. I think we'll be okay. With that, Briggs will step to the side to allow someone else to test this theory. Yeah, I think Asher would, would just kind of assess what they're doing and say, perhaps as long as we don't interfere with their futile attempts at repairs, they won't bother us in any way. Oh, they hear you so say that the repairs we? are futile and that they get outraged and attack. Alright, I'll look for initiative. <laughs> that is shocking. I'm uh, these okay. ones speak common. Are they moving around? They are moving around. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to stand in this square right here. Yeah, and I'll just hang out here for a little bit. So, yeah, right inside the door. Hey, guys. You okay? Yeah, they don't seem to care at all that you're there. Cool. I'm going to keep moving in. No one freak out. Okay, so we can see more of the room now. Did you mention a door? Yep. Sorry. There's a door if you see where I'm pinging on the southwestern side. And there's also a door um, to the north of that. Um, So there's two on that western side. And they're kind of blocked by this big machine, but you can get around it. Yeah, Asher would clamber over towards that north door. Does a uh, 10 perception in this room notice anything interesting aside from the robots trying to fix it and the machinery moving? Um, I mean, there are um, panels on the um, machines in the south east corner of the room that are flashing a message in red letters. Ah, uh, but it's in Androfin. Is that, uh, that thing? Yeah, down here. Yeah. I think he'll point that out to Brixby and say, I saw you uh, seem to know how to use one of those up above in the room with Plant Friend. Do you think it might have any information on it? I can take a look. Still shaky in my apprehension of this. He'll wander over to the terminal. Take a look. I guess I will throw a perception check while I do this, just for fun. I'll also, um... 25. And, uh, less than half, 11, <laughs> for old Bricks Bell, who is focused solely on the blinking red. Words. Um, well, with the 25, um, Kira can tell there doesn't seem to be much more of interest in this room other than the bloody sort of leather belt thingy rolling through a hole in the wall into uh, the room to the west Um, and then obviously all the broken machinery Uh, but Brixby doesn't notice anything of particular interest besides the Androffin message in front of him that says warning command core damaged reboot required Hmm. Um. Well, rebooting has been good so far. 
<laughs> he says. Uh, we did spend an entire uh, episode power yeah, reboot. Just, yes, <laughs> just discussing the merits of reboots. Um, we did summarily just reboot last episode. So Brixby is just going to turn around and say, power reboot, yes. Or, sorry, command call reboot, yes. Um, yes. Yes. And with that, that's all he needed. He's going to... He's going to give it a whack and see what happens. He hits the button and um, the terminal um, does a little bleep bloop and then shows like a rebooting and a, a picture of a robot with a sleepy face and like Androffin equivalent of ZZZs coming out of its <laughs> um, face. And then the two repair robots in this room just stop moving and kind of just flop oh, over. No. Oh, Briggs. Oh, well. Uh, you know, this is it's better this way. They looked tired. With that, he'll leave the terminal. A bit sad that that was the, the outcome, but I suppose it's better than both of them turning on us in, in anger and having some sort of double robot battle. Um, he will mosey back to join the party examining that north door or seeing Asher examine that north door and going what do you see appears to be a door yeah it looks like a door like any of the other doors it's not locked with a key card so it's touch activated we'll touch it and it slides into a pocket revealing the mirror image of the sort of narrow curving hallway um, that was to the north that was kind of a bypass that ran from the lobby over to the um, kind of lounge room and it looks like this one with just like a little bit of spatial reasoning looks like this one curves its way back over to the lobby this corridor doesn't seem to hold anything of value perhaps the door to the south will yield more interesting results patchy blue rat folk PBR as we know him did say that Mayanda had a gearsman was that one of the two robots we defeated in combat with her, or is it unaccounted for? It's not here. If what she calls a gearsman is what I've heard called a gearsman in the past, we haven't run into it yet. Yeah, can we make a, a knowledge roll on gearsman? Yeah, sure. Is it? It's engineering, right? Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be engineering or arcana. Yeah, would it be local for Numeria? I feel like that could be argued. Um, I believe that since they're robots, it's engineering, but it might be Arcana because they're technically constructs too, but they're a different thing. Uh, so much like that sound checking story earlier, two, 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 two. That's what I'm rolling. Yeah. So that's an, uh, 13 in total. Sorry. For everyone that didn't hear that joke earlier, because we're not putting it in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you allowing us to use Arcana? Um, yeah, you can roll Arcana. Okay, then that's a twenty-six. Oh man. Well, um, Brixby, I believe, knows that Gearsman equals scary, but um, Vargas knows a little bit more about these particular. Um, 
beings. They're sort of what are used as shock troops by the Technic League. Um, they are made of what appear to be burnished brass, um, constructs that look like a walking suit of armor with a glowing glass orb in the center of their faces for an eye. And um, with a 26, um, you can ask three questions about them. Uh, first is going to be, uh, do they have any sort of damage reduction? Um, they have hardness. Or hardness, yeah. Yeah, they have hardness in your okay. standard construct immunity to, like, mind-affecting poison and such. Um, what do we think? Weakness for another one? Sure. That's always fun. Yeah, are they weak to anything? Uh, they're vulnerable to critical hits and also electricity. Okay. And... I guess I'll go for the hat trick of generic stuff to ask and say special abilities. Um, special abilities, they have a thing called adaptive learning, uh, where basically they have um, additional skill points, um, and they can change their skills every day um, based on what they need to do by concentrating. Uh, they have the ability to charge any metal weapon they hold with electricity to add damage to it, and uh, once a day, they can use nanites to repair themselves. Okay. Did one of the other things we fought do that? Yeah, you've seen some things with repair capabilities. Yeah. Fast I rolled an arcana. I got the same thing, but I don't have any other questions. Anybody have anything else they want to know? I mean, special attacks is different. Or we could also ask oh, yeah. how much hardness, because adamantine isn't all hardness forever. But it's probably plenty, but those are the only things I could think of. These are great questions. Good question. So yes, uh, so I guess the special attacks first to start. Uh, no special attacks. Ugh. Just alrighty. Whatever weapon they've got. And then, since I have three, we'll throw one. In. Does it have damage reduction slash hardness? It's a hardness five. Excellent. There we go. So I think Bricks will turn back again with the normal Bricksby. Are you all ready? everyone in position where they would like to be. Yeah, Asher will yeah. chamber an adamantian round in case they do encounter hostile construct robots. Alright, and Brixby will open the door and step to the left. I think it has stepped into a wall. You do seem to have disappeared into uh, a wall. Well, it's a defensive technique. <laughs> uh, he will not step to the left, he'll step straight into the room and then to the north. Oh. That's oh, oh, no, again. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. As you enter this room, an immense machine looms on the south side of the room, its upper portion obscured in a tangle of hanging cables and cords. The device looks something like an enormous oven, its front open with a rotating belt of green leathery material connecting to a wide metal table. Metal desks with flashing lights sit to the east, while a second rotating belt of leather moves through an opening in the east wall. Two dead orcs lie at the base of the second belt, their bodies pretty thoroughly destroyed and at this point in a stage of decay that indicates they've been dead for several days at least. And standing at the back of this room is what appears to be a, a large person clad from head to toe in uh, metal armor of a sort of burnished bronze, perhaps uh, rusty in this case with a single oversized glass orb for an eye that stares directly at you um, 
as you step through the door. Vargas is going to point out and say, that's a gearsman. <laughs> and as you say that, you hear it speak. Intrusoya ansamenta, Perga protocola, Abian yarnse, bat bat hiru bi bat. Mesides, geldi saites, itapidali bariak. Perga protocola, bat bat hiru bi batek. Jane Quintasson, Bakoitseko, Betetze, Eskatsen du Susantarao. Which is Androffen for Intrusion Detected. Initiating purge protocol 11321. Please stand down and submit, intruders. Purge protocol 11321 demands compliance per core divinity directive. And as you get this order from your best friend, the Gearsman, I'm going to bed. Night, Sam. Night, Sam. Night, Sam. Night, Sam. Got a new best friend. against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. So, did we... We had discussed placing this meanda in one of the foundry buildings it's very unclear at this point what anyone is referencing to i mean she might just be staying in the kid's house with us at this point but that said uh right that's that's the plan they're gonna put her in fake jail foundry jail well i think they offered up the uh, town hall um basement as oh, more of bad. a more of a suitable jail since now that the torch is running, the foundry presumably will reopen. All right, and let's just, just cut there. this part out. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's keep it. Let's hang on to it. <laughs> I do mean their house. They're going to have an open house and everybody's going to come in. Sure. An open house for like sales purposes or just like, hey, No, let's just celebrate. for fun. Just like come see the place where the very capable four slept for no reason. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> Not all of them. As previously discussed, I do think there was a reason. We wanted to make it easier on uh, this newly disabled man and his child to clean up house afterward by not having to clean up the hotel part of it. Sure, sure. Whatever helps Just you sleep the at home night. Part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that boundary one. <laughs> Plus the indelible mark of whatever came out of Vargas's side when he changed his arm will be a tourist attraction for years to come. <laughs> Yeah, that's staying on the wall of the building. <laughs> this is where someone ripped their arm off. Okay, there we go. I gave us a uh, helpful map legend here so we can tell these buildings apart. <laughs> we can see their interiors. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that they're all referred to as the foundry just makes them one dissolute blob to me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
This has really helped, Jarrell. Thank you. I don't know if I like Foundry <laughs> 3 as Foundry. I feel like Foundry 3 should be Foundry 1. This is good radio. Yeah, just yeah. spectacular. <laughs> the, the, the visual humor combined with using the same word to refu- refer to several different things Goals. is really like, that's the goal. So we've got we're a good chunk to edit out of this app. Uh, <laughs> so far, this episode is 30 seconds long. Just getting all the chaff <laughs> out of the way. So we can yeah, we've been talking for beat. like an uh, hour 57, and none of it's usable. <laughs> all day. <laughs> well, so we're at one of the foundries. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. <clears throat> no, it's cool. Please go. I'm just going to summarize all of the time minutes we haven't been talking into all of the things that Sam already said. But you were ready to get in characters. Let's do it. Well, we've certainly been healed sufficiently, and I thank you for that, but I believe we're all rather tired and short on our abilities, used up our powers, so to say, for the day. It behoove us to get a good night's rest, not in the home of another family. And then head down onto the mountain to ensure the town's safety. I know we, we got up rather early, so I don't, I don't mean to imply that we need to sleep immediately. We can have that part out. We've certainly been <laughs> healed rather generously, and I thank you for that. But we might do some shopping and other things. This whole thing just fell apart rather quickly, looking at the chat and roll 20. <laughs> Alright. <Beep>. Take four. <laughs> I don't believe it's wise for us to head down. We still have great bloopers. Straight out hey, the gate. We're, we've got these uh, set for an episode or two. Honestly. Got it in 12. <laughs> 